Hello, everyone. Shanti Ringfield here, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Talk Box, where we talk about all things, all things. Today, I have my guest here, Jalen. <laughs> Jalen and Jalen yeah. is a content creator, a signed model, okay, mm-hmm. an artist, creator, actor, all of the things. Hey, all that, a all creative. that, and then some. You're a creative. Yes, exactly. You know, I get down, I do my thing. You feel yes. me? Yeah. Yes. And uh. so today we're just going to be talking about a little bit of everything. But before we get started, I do want to say to anybody who is looking to start their workout journey, I will have the link to my favorite supplements in the description box. Please use my code for EHP Labs. If you are looking to gain weight, lose weight, they have protein, they got fat burners, they got pre-workouts, all the things. So use my code capital Shunty, S-H-U-N-T-Y on ehplabs.com and I will have it linked in the description box. But let's get started. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I let's said a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all better use that discount code. Get yeah. in there and get it. She ain't made you, the you ain't, it. ain't made the change. You know, you out here snatched up and you, all that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you yeah. see me like. When we were, I don't think I, I don't know. At some point, I had got like fluffy. I, I think I was kind of fluffy. See, that you all fluffy, you feel what I'm saying? I, what, I had, was it thick? Was, was it you slim was, thick? You was just, you was, you was thickums. You feel what I'm saying? It was, was it I was, thick though? Was it, but now you like buff thick. I be like, ooh, okay. she feel like she gonna put me in a chokehold with her legs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Jalen. <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> and cut. <laughs> But okay, so Jalen does a lot of things. Yeah. You're a sign model. Sign model. I'm signed to Ursula Weeman Models and yes, Talent. Uh yes. I'm a content creator. I go under the name Jiggy M Official. Jiggy M uh, Official. I make dark humor jokes, skits, like everything on alcoholic social media. jokes, dad a jokes. A lot of alcoholic jokes for real, for real. Are you an alcoholic in real life? Uh, I actually cut back this week. This week was like really like me. He said this every time I see him. Every time <laughs> we make content, he like I'm cutting back on alcohol. I, I, I swear to God, I cut back this week. It's been kind of hard. I'm not gonna lie. But then again, I don't know. I feel like it's it's different. It's because like sometimes you just get into a vibe of having drinks and normal day activity. Yeah. Like I'm like okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna take a shot before I start editing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or oh, it's my time to relax Wait, during the day though. You're not a smoker, is that what it is? Yeah, I'm not a smoker. That's smoke. exactly what it is. Okay. And I feel like people with the smoker ideology, they're like, oh, they I can smoke. Thing. I can smoke whenever. Yeah. But then it's like the minute you drink and not in. Oh, now everybody oh, looking at me crazy. Oh, now you I'm alcoholic. alcoholic. <laughs> it's like, bro, you an addict. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But um, I feel like sometimes, you know, like, especially it's because it starts messing up like your sleep schedule. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Your body takes a hit Kid- off of it. Your kidneys. Your kidneys too, your kidneys too. But um, yeah. So you know, I chilled out a little bit this week, mm-hmm. and then with the podcast that I do, yeah. I, I encourage y'all drinking drink. on it. Yeah, okay. we drink all the time. Okay, yeah, that's why y'all a... be acting so crazy. Yeah. So what? You gotta tell them what what podcast you're a part of. All right, so um, I have my own podcast called Dumb Funny, where yeah. I invite my dumb friends on and we talk about funny shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we just go in there, we get loose. Uh, yeah. And then I have another podcast that I'm part of called The Bro Code Network. Yeah. And uh, I just, code. I'm now a regular on that podcast. I do content with them all the time, but now mm-hmm. I'm just up there and we just... You know, talk about guy stuff. Shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. Talk yeah. about guy stuff and everything. Yeah. Crack jokes, you know. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so I don't know. This this is a question that I have. Because when mm-hmm. I talk to guys, I feel like most guys either 
smoke throughout the day. Yeah. Or not, maybe not throughout the day, but like the morning or during the day or they drink or mm-hmm. they are indulging in other things. But why? But why? But why? Are y'all stressed? Man, being a black man in America is stress, just stressful. You know what, so, I'm what is so stressful but, about it that but cannot to, be taken out in other ways? Uh, the gym? You know, it's crazy. Ah, and you work out. It's so hard. Yeah, I've been getting back in the gym. Um, I don't know. That's actually a very interesting question for real, for real. I just don't like smoking is because I get paranoid. I turn into Tupac. I think people are after I me. Get, yeah, I can't I go smoke. out in public. Yeah, I go out in public. My heart starts palpitating and everything. I, I don't. I don't like smoking. So I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you know, as a man, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we do deal with a lot of stresses. You got to be the provider. You got to be make six figures Ooh, by, by before twenty five. Go. <laughs> you got to have your life together. You got to lead the relationship. You got to mm-hmm. provide. You got to do all this. So okay, it, it drives wait. people to drink. So I have not. It drives people to drink. Drives okay. people to find a way to cope with their stresses. And people have different ways of doing that. Some people drink. Exactly. Some people are having sex all the time. Some people are smoking. Some people are now. If you, some people go to the gym. Some people do healthy things. But I feel like a lot of our generation is coping in negative ways. But yeah. do you genuinely feel like as a content creator? Yeah. So, you know, people in the content space and then, you know, we know when you in content creation, what people post online is not really them for real. Like, that's like your representative. Oh, right? yeah, of course. You're posting your highlight reel. Yeah. It's, it's not how you You're are an actor. every day. Yeah. You're a performer. An yes. entertainer. Yes. You're an entertainer. So do you really feel like being that you're somebody who lives the regular life and the creative life, do you genuinely feel that there are a lot of standards put on me and like in real life and online i feel like well like all the stuff you listed for i real, have for a real. thing like about dead online deadass i have a okay. thing about online i feel like we're all judged off our highlight reel and i feel like there's sure. a, a, an unattainable expectation that we give people on social media and stuff. yeah so i never like to factor that into anything in real life in real life we fuck up okay. a lot and we learn from our fuck-ups and okay. like it takes a while to even become successful it does like if you break down some of your favorite actors you feel what i'm saying like amari hardwick was one person who didn't really get his series regular his taraji p henson still complaining older. about the money taraji p. Henson. and yeah. that nah that 30 percent of what you make is so real. real i didn't tell you i was uh i was on a tyler perry series uh i'm what? gonna be on all the queen's men season four you did tell me that. Yes. But when I got my check, oh Lord. What? Oh my God. Oh my, you oh my you really make around 30% of what you what you're getting paid. So give give us an example of like numbers. It don't have to be what All you right, literally cool. made, but All right, cool. So if we um if we take into account everything, if you're a working actor, mm-hmm. uh you have a manager and you have an agent. Okay. And that's just normalized. You have to have those too. Now, it's cool if you just have a manager and it's cool if you just have an agent. But if you have a manager, you're able to have more, you're shaping your your deliverables better, you're being pitched better, you're getting to better opportunities. You're getting more way. money. Yeah, you're getting more opportunities to get better money and you're making the connections you but want. But you also got to cut the pie. Exactly. Okay. So- your manager's getting 15%. Your okay. agent's getting 10%. When okay. you're working on SAG scale, now this is working on union jobs. It's mm-hmm. not even non-union. Non-union, it breaks down 15-15. You feel what I'm saying? 15. What's the difference between union and non-union for people who don't know? All right, so non-union is like the Tubi movies. Okay. Uh, they got some union Tubi movies on there, but them random movies that people be doing, the pay fluctuates. Uh, okay. See, like on a non-union, you're probably going to make around $50 to $300 a day. 
Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say an hour. No. Woo. But when you get to a union job, you're making 1200 to around 1700 a day. Okay. So that's the difference between the union and the organization structure behind it. Okay. So with non-union, you're actually giving more of a commission to your agent as opposed to union work. It's because they have like certain systems in play. With non-union Tubi movies, you're giving more? Yeah, but, but I you're mean, making less. I ain't gonna be honest. If you got a non-union Tubi movie through your agent, fire your agent for real. For real. <laughs> you should be able to get that by yourself. To okay, be okay. But um, all right. So boom, fifteen, uh, fifteen percent to the manager, ten percent to the agent. That's already twenty-five percent of my money. Mm-hmm. Then not only that, you're getting taxed. Mm-hmm. You're getting taxed around forty percent. Mm-hmm. So that's sixty-five percent of my money gone. And not only that, Whoa, here's the thing. 40, here's the wait, thing. Forty percent. Forty percent is on in top taxes. of the twenty-five. Now here's the here's the even Something fucked don't up. Sound no, right. no. Here's the Something fucked up part right. about it. Here's okay. the fucked up part about it. It's because like the taxes, you'll get around like the 33, 40 range, but I mean thirty-three is close to forty. Mm-hmm. And not only that, and forty is close to fifty. You're getting taxed, and then you get your sum. Then you have to pay your manager and your agent commission off of the gross amount, Wait. not off of what you were taxed. Stop. So you have to pay them a percentage and then more. Um. No. 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 Okay. All right. So you get paid. You get paid your lump sum. So say your lump sum for being on a movie mm-hmm. is uh five thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Cool. So they're taking taxes out of that five thousand. Okay. So that's whatever now it is. You have the pile left. That's thirty nine hundred. Exactly. Now you got the pile left. And now you have to pay your agent and your manager commissions off of the grand total. Off off of the 5,000. Yes. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's like, there's certain ways to work around it, developing your own production company, that Mm -hmm. way you're getting paid as a production, that Mm -hmm. way you're paying directly to the LLC. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, those things take time. You feel me? Those are things that it's red tape when you go (sighs) past it. So it's like, all my working actors out there, like, I understand, you know, the struggle, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like people don't understand that, you know, on social media, y'all just see the glamour the glamour y'all see viral stuff yeah like and y'all just think the most of it yeah and i think the same could be said for content creators because i think i've learned that it's really hard to make good consistent money as a content creator it's so hard so like you really just have to love what you do and be making money in other ways because it's hard to make consistent good money yeah yeah. Yeah, so, so much. So much so. So how is uh so I got a question for you. Okay. Uh the TikTok <laughs> new monetization structure. I feel like though the monetization cuz one the new one that they have is like some beta so you don't know how long it's going to last just mm. like how Instagram Reels it was booming at one point then they stopped uh, giving you money. They stopped doing them bonuses, bro. Oh my yeah, lord. Yeah. Uh, I got something to say about that too, but yeah. continue. I was making so much money on stuff that I had already posted, like just reposting viral stuff making money. But I just feel like as a creator who's been creating for a few years now, I've learned personally not to even, I do not rely on TikTok. I don't rely on views or apps in general. I put pressure on myself to make money from affiliate links and my own digital products because it's so up and down. It's so wishy-washy. One month we got this beta program. The next month we don't. It's wishy-washy. You just cannot 
that's facts. Rely on it. That's awesome that you do that too, for real, for real. Yeah. Because if you just rely on those the, that monetization, it doesn't. It's not gonna go well. Yeah. TikTok kind of got a cool, cool structure, but you gotta push past the minute mark. Yeah. And then not only that, there's so many stipulations that go behind it. Mm-hmm. You can't. You gotta stuff you can't say. Stuff, stuff you can't, can't say. Yeah. Stuff you can't do. Yeah. Stuff getting flagged. So yeah. it's so iffy and finicky. And yeah. Instagram. Oh my God. Let me tell you about this. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you about this. All right. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram <laughs> needs to do better. I'm part of the Instagram in, Insight uh, Creative Panel now and i'm advocating for them to push back bonuses yeah all right so i had a video do 12 million views wow not only that the sound started i'm so proud of you thank you so much wait because i literally remember when you when we first started working together you didn't have no like followers like 300 followers he had no followers and he had just moved to atlanta he was asking me every day so what i do to get this this?" look at you i'm proud <laughs> thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. And I ain't gonna lie, that video actually, uh, you're the inspiration why I reshared that. Okay. Oh. So when you did your Thanksgiving video, yeah, and then you reshared it and it got bigger. It kept resharing it. <laughs> yes. So it was a Christmas video. And when yeah. I dropped it, I came up with the idea like Christmas Eve. So yeah. it didn't do good whatsoever. Okay. So I'm like, it's okay. I got this. I'm gonna drop this first week of December. Yeah. First week of December on its own, it did six million views. That's crazy. Then a big content creator saw it. Yeah. And he did his own reiteration of it. Wow. His version got like 130 million views on Instagram. 130 is crazy. Yes. And then okay. it started this whole entire wave of people recreating it, doing it their own way, getting five million getting seven hundred thousand, getting two million and everything all off of reposting something that you had already posted exactly i'm trying to tell people you got to recycle content you got to recycle content is because there's no work there's no you shouldn't make yourself work harder yeah you should not whatsoever you shouldn't. especially if you got the sauce and you believe in it yeah so then here's why i don't like instagram so mm-hmm. off of that 12 million views mm-hmm. i only made two hundred dollars bye two hundred dollars and the average creator will I'm sorry. I'm just going to say the average creator will never hit 12 million on one video on Instagram. That's like. That's so rare. One video on Instagram, 12 million is great. I just hit like 1.6 on a video and that's rare. Mm -hmm. Like the average creator is not hitting that. that. Oh, of course 12 million? 12 million. Uh Uh-uh. And I got a couple of them 12 millions. And I'm telling you like. Like from Instagram, I probably haven't even grazed a thousand dollars, and it's wild is because when bonuses are around, it's sick. It's an evil like world. You can we make live so in. much, and then with with Facebook, you can make a lot too. But yeah. you got to go to Facebook, and you like learning a new platform, and you're trying to grow on that platform. That's where the bonuses are at currently right yeah. now. But um. But yeah, so it's like, you gotta, it's like this Instagram stuff is cool and all, you know, everybody wants to be popping on Instagram. Yeah, they just want the followers. They want the followers, they don't want to put the work in. They don't want to put the work in. Microphone tweaking me out real quick. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, you got it? Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We got it. All right. Okay. (laughs) So I was going to ask, what was the hardest thing about moving to Atlanta? Because I admire that you literally, you, first of all, you was happy as hell when you moved here. (laughs) Y'all see see the smile here over here? Oh, so happy. He was so happy when he moved to Atlanta. Oh, so happy. So happy. Every every day at work, chipper. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. And you've been here your whole life, right? I've been here my whole life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you come from where I come from, it's because I come from like the middle of nowhere uh i got it out the bedford blood. county bedford <laughs> county you feel what i'm saying a lot of my family locked up too wow so like i really like i would have never thought you came from that yeah yeah okay so wait you got it sometimes. did you get it out the mud 
Oh, definitely, yeah. For real? for real, for real. Like, I'm not even lying to you whatsoever. How'd you grow like, up? I grew up with my mom. You uh, tell me that. Yeah, it was my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was a hustler. Like, my mom, the type of person that's still to provide for the family, you feel what I'm saying? She sold everything from from white to, to weed, all that stuff, you feel oh, what I'm saying? I didn't know that now. Yeah, yeah, she sold all that. She was the plug. My mom was the plug, for real, for real. My mom my mom really made some moves, you feel what I'm saying? And okay. it was like, like we grew up kind of hard, for real, for real. Yeah. Um, my mom used to always get into some trouble and shit. Mm-hmm. I remember if it was like for one whole year, she was on house arrest. and um, This is real. Yeah, 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 this is real. She I was on house that. arrest. And uh, me and my sister had to go to the store all the time and like shopping everything like for oh, us because she couldn't leave the house. She couldn't leave the house. Yeah, she couldn't leave the house. And it's like, bro, like, you know how embarrassing it is? Like you and Kroger and everything. And then there was like, Jalen Randolph and Jasmine Randolph, your mom is on the phone. <laughs> She's calling oh. us because we take it too long. But yeah. I'm like six and my sister 10. Like, yeah. like we, we trying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we don't know how to navigate Kroger. Yeah. I used to get lost in Kroger all the time. Yeah. But then, uh, That's tough. yeah. So I, my mom was single parent raising us, like making ends meet, working two jobs, yeah. selling weed on the side, yeah. like really hustling. Yeah. Then um, she met my stepdad when I was like around in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. They were married for like two years. Then he got okay. locked up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he, uh, he was he got locked up for distributing 10 okay. years for that. Okay. And then um and then my mom got sick after that. So my mom you had told me this. Yeah. Okay. My mom had this condition called cyclic vomiting syndrome where she would throw up and she couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. So for the first year, that was the syndrome. Uh they removed her gallbladder. And if you know anything about like throwing up, your gallbladder protects it and it, it you need your gallbladder. Yeah. So she was just throwing up straight bile and she was going through it. And then wow. through that, she got addicted to pain medication. Wow. She was off Dilaudid, Finnegan. All those are like actually off the market now. It's because yeah. they're strong opioids. Yeah. So then wow. like from 16 to 18 really like around 14 Mm -hmm. i feel like that's when she was dealing with it a lot but it Mm -hmm. looked like it was the sickness Mm -hmm. so she would be in hospitals for like days like Mm -hmm. three four days and my sister was off of college during that time so i had to get myself up i had to take care of myself like just at home by yourself with your mom sometimes she won't there Mm -hmm. you feel me because she was in the hospital Exactly. So you taking how were you getting to school? Just walking or? sometimes walking if I missed the bus, but luckily like I was right up the street from the school. So it won't okay. it won't too bad. Like okay. sometimes I did have to walk. And and that's like 10 Do you minutes. feel like that's affected or one, I'm sure that has helped you to go hard. Like exactly. you literally moved here and you said, Pew, I'm gonna get it done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's cause you can't wait on nobody and you gotta you gotta make it happen. You feel me? That's yeah. one thing I learned through going through all that. Like, mm-hmm. like I can get up, I can be a self-starter, I can be the person that wakes me up in the morning, I can be yeah. the person and then not only that, I graduated with like a three point seven. So yes, like I was I like love that. Yeah, I knew how to do a it. Scholar. Yeah. I just sucked at sports. I was terrible at sports. Yeah. I was god awful at sports, but yeah. I could you can't be funny and athletic. <laughs> yeah. Can't have it all. Can't have what? Can't funny, funny, athletic, athletic smart. Overseat speed. And fun. Like, you can't be you can't all of be it at that. one time. You can't. God be like, nah, yeah. nah. You can't be all that. Nah, <laughs> I gotta, gotta take some from you. No, I feel it. Yeah. So do you feel like, do you feel like some of the pressure that you had, like, growing up with your mom? Because I definitely feel like the relationship that you have with the parent of the opposite sex can affect the way you view relationships as an adult. So do you feel like Mm -hmm. you always having to be this hyper-independent child has affected your relationships as an adult? Oh. as a grown man? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Of in what way? Of course. It's because sometimes it's hard to... Well, I don't know. I just... You know. I, I just see uh, some <laughs> of my friends, their moms coddled them. So they get in relationships to where they get coddled and they look like like simps. Like, it's just corny to me. Simps in a bad way? Or are they just a healthy, like a healthy love? Like, they can uh, rely... Or is it in a toxic way? Like uh, Some people, I see y'all niggas toxic. Y'all niggas toxic as hell, for real, for real. Y'all know who y'all are, too, for real, Well, for where real. do you stand? If they stand in the category of simps, where do you stand as somebody who is hyper-independent as I, a child? I think there's, like... um First off, there has to be like a, a will to love for you to even have a good relationship. For sure. So it's like, are you in love? Are you really in love? You yeah. feel what I'm saying? But then I think it's because I did so much taking care of my mom. Mm-hmm. That's like my love language is to take care of my person. So when I'm in a relationship. you overworked in relationships? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it gets to the point where I feel like I give too much of myself or I give. And it's not necessarily even giving too much of myself. I, I prioritize myself to that person. Mm. So I'm at your beck and call and I'm I'm trying to do things to elevate you. Mm-hmm. And then I would have the habit of getting lost in that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people can feel that I way. Felt, I definitely, I felt like for a long time I was the person who got lost in the relationships you know how people say when they get in a relationship they kind of lose their spark or lose their momentum for work mm-hmm. i've definitely felt that i think it comes from two just if you were a child that had to be super independent then i think sometimes that carries over in into adulthood because you're used to just working so hard that like you go that hard with everything it's not a you can't really turn off the button so when it comes yeah. to relationships when it comes to friends I feel like for me, a lot of times you'll find yourself in situations that are not really nurturing you, but you're so used to having to put forth all this effort that it's like, that's just what you're used to doing. You don't even realize that you're not really being fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I feel like, I don't know, it comes in stages of life. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to the stage where I understand that I need this amount of fulfillment. I need this amount of work from a woman. Mm -hmm. You feel me? What is the work that you're talking about? Uh, sometimes it's like it's just you can say it I just need you to be there I need you to be there I need you to be my baby I need you to love on me what What is the work though what do you need from a woman to feel I feel like it's more emotional to feel safe and to feel like it's, uh, I think it's because, I don't know, I have this habit where my ego gets the best of me. You got a wall up? Oh, I definitely have a wall up at all times. And it's, it's funny because I have to break it down all the time for acting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's such a challenge to go up to. Mm-hmm. But I got an ego on me. Yeah. And I need people on my corner to be like, yo, you're 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 tweaking. Yeah. Yo, relax. But I need it to be somebody I respect and I love. Yeah. It's cause if I don't love you or respect you, I'm gonna be like, who the fuck is you talking to? If like, you what? if you already have a wall up though, how how is somebody that you're dating supposed to get that wall down? Now that's a good question right there. And I feel like that comes God, with learning. You to jump through no, sometimes. that comes Sir. from learning your partner Sir. and just learning how Sir. to do it. That's a, I ain't gonna lie. That's a real com- shit. That's a real it, shit right there. That was a question, but I think it comes from you learning yourself and knowing, like, yeah, learning your partner. But I think that it's hard to attract somebody who is gonna be healthy and like. I just feel like you attract what you are. So if you're a person mm-hmm. that's guarded and you have a wall up, it's gonna be hard to attract somebody who is just loving and nurturing you're gonna attract somebody that's kind of you know jaded in that same way because somebody who's loving and nurturing they need that from their partner too and if you like 
Ah, to a certain extent. Wall. Ah, it's to a certain extent. I think it's to a certain extent. It depends on what wall you have up. It depends on what it is. It depends you say on what ego. The... I feel like ego isn't necessarily a wall. I just feel like some it's because my ego is not a wall to nothing. I think more of my wall comes from how I take in emotions. How you take in other people's emotions? How I take in my emotions. Like if there's oh. a if there's an instance where I get mad, sometimes I brush it off, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily get mm. over it. You don't. Oh, so I don't get over it because your emotions. You feel like you don't. They maybe they weren't validated. So mm-hmm. when something comes, you like, oh, it's no big deal. I can push through it. And not only that, like I, I don't know how to identify my emotions. I just know mm-hmm. I'm pissed. Yeah. But then it's like, what are you pissed about? I'm yeah. like, I don't fucking know. I don't even know why you asking me. That's making yeah. me even more mad. And then it's like, are you even pissed or do you feel hurt? Do you mm-hmm. feel lied to? Do you feel betrayed? I feel that. So then it's like, I know for me personally, it's like I I have to navigate my emotions, capture what my emotions are, and yeah. hit them on the nose, and then find a way to get through it. With yeah. So then it's like, for the girl I'm with, I'm expecting. Well, I'm not even. It's not even expectation I have, but I would love a space where I can discuss my emotions and I can be emotionally vulnerable and mm-hmm. open, and mm-hmm. we can navigate them together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I want her to do that, I would do that for her. You feel me? Yes. What are some things that a woman does, or like women that you've dated have done that you're like, okay, I can express my emotions to you? Uh, hey, it's just like you know, you in the heat of the moment, you mad, like, you know, you blood boiling, and then she just hug you, <laughs> and then she just hug you from the back. That way, her boobs are on your back, dog. And that is this got so visual. That don't feel good. This got so visual, and I wasn't ready for her boobs on your so back. Good. You feel little nipples right there on your little back. Nipples you are you doing too much. Please reel it in. I'm tripping. Reel it in. <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get that. I get that. It's definitely important to have your emotions validated in all relationships. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, because I feel like as a woman, sometimes my emotions or just needing to clean up my mental space has affected my work as a creative, has affected how consistent I've shown up. Do you feel like it's ever affected you as a man like being that you kind of sometimes put stuff under or you feel like you do you just keep working past it i feel like um well i grew up with my mom and my sister and my mom and my sister are libras Mm -hmm. so they're very outright with their emotions and their emotions take up a lot of space okay i feel like men i'm a capricorn oh okay so i'm very reserved i'm very like i I just think a lot before i i I just put it out actions yeah yeah so i feel like and that's just my experience. I feel like women have the tendency or are allowed to have their emotions spread. Okay. And they can be outright with their emotions yeah. and it can take up space. Even if it doesn't make sense. Even if it doesn't make yeah. sense. And then us as men, we validate you and we help you come to the conclusion. We, we're the rock for you. Mm-hmm. And we have to like, we basically have to provide the balance. We're the pillar that provides the balance. You okay. guys are the seesaw. We're the pillar like right in the middle that provides the balance sometimes. Okay. So then I feel like... Sometimes women, y'all can be like, yeah, I feel this way, this way, this way, mm-hmm. this way. Your, your women followers going to be like, yes, she feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but then I feel like as men, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when we get emotional, you know, the ego comes in and we don't want to express our emotions too much. Yeah. So instead we disconnect, we bottle it up and then we just tough it out. Yeah. Especially black men. We're taught to tough it out. Mm-hmm. Talk, just be tough. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. And then I'm coming off of uh a period where I just felt unmotivated. 
Okay. And why was that? Why did you feel unmotivated? uh, It could be depression. Okay. It could be seasonal depression. You don't know what it is, though? Yeah. You can't identify it. Well, that's one thing that I've always dealt with my whole entire life. Seasonal I've had depression? These, not even seasonal depression, like depression. Okay, right? just And not depression. only that, the signs of depression, feeling it in my body, but my mind doesn't understand it, and I don't know how to pinpoint it. Like, Can you tell us what depression looks like as a creative? And I would have never known that about you, because every time I see you, you're very upbeat. Exactly. Aww. And then sometimes with men, you know, we're taught to hide our feelings. So even when we're going through it, we're still upbeat. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But then, like, as a creative, oh, man, you're 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 worried about numbers. You're mm-hmm. worried about, dang, why is this post not viral when it's supposed to be viral? Yeah. Why are these not doing good? I got myself. this person looking at me, this agency looking into me, this looking into me, and they're looking at my page right now when my page is dead. Like, mm-hmm. what what do I do? Yeah. Dang, I don't even feel like getting up and editing the, the list of things I have to edit. That's crazy that I asked you to describe depression and you just described, like, work. I mean, what is it? Work what? is depressing. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. This work is depressing as hell. But what is... Like how I okay well, that's what it looks like to you, but I'm so, guessing. So it looks like a whole bunch of things that I need to do. The expectation I have for myself, what mm-hmm. I want to do, but my body physically can't. You just do cannot. It. I okay. cannot move. Okay. I I find solace into laying in the bed with yeah. all my p- covers and my pillows. Yeah. Watching Last Chance You. I've been watching Last Chance You. Okay. Okay. It's bad as hell. If y'all ever seen that. What Last- do you okay? What do you mm-hmm. think? Um, strikes. The depression, though, if you could really that, think about it. Oh, no, if I could really think, I don't know. It's because it's something I've been word? struggling with ever since. It's something I've been Emotion? struggling with ever since I was like 12. And I think okay. it might just be pressure. I think that's okay. what it might be. It's because okay. when I was 12, I was put into um, this advanced program. Mm-hmm. And um, I went from being in a class full of black kids to uh-huh. being the only black kid in the class. Wow. And then I had my friends that I used to be friends with turn on me. They completely mm. didn't like me no more. They were like, "You." I had a kid call me a sellout. Oh. Or 12. At 12? At 12, yeah. So then it's like. I don't know. I think I had a lot of pressure from them and all that pressure from my family. So then I think I just kind of like just gave into the pressure and I just didn't feel good. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like myself. It sounds like some things that are not me being a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But no, Please seriously. Tell me. Help <laughs> no, me navigate these emotions. I feel like mm. one is definitely. Have you ever been to therapy? I actually haven't for real, for real. You have not? I haven't been to therapy. It's because every time I go for a therapy evaluation, they told me I should get a counselor and that they they like, oh, you you think uh, you're better than some of the people. It yeah. seems like you understand what you're going through. So you just need somebody to vent to. You've black therapists have told you that? No. Actually, nah. Black lady did tell me that. Okay. You need to get. Mm, I need a good therapist. She wasn't the right one, but I'm like, I, it. I don't know. But that was back home in Bedford County. I don't really trust. You need to try again in Atlanta. Probably, yeah. More than likely. Because I'm like, it just sounds like it's un undealt with trauma. But I feel like as a guy, I don't know, as a woman, I feel like you kind of have to address that stuff. I know I do to move mm. forward because I felt mm. stuck in my career at one point in time. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on with me? Why do I feel like I can't do nothing? Why don't I believe in myself? And mm-hmm. I've just had to undig, I mean, dig and pull out all of those things that I believed about myself. 
But I feel like it was probably much easier for me to do that than it would be for you or yeah. me. Yeah. And I think me, my issue has never been the self-belief. Yeah. That's actually never been my issue. So That's good. I just know like just sometimes I physically feel like I can't. And I think it's just a lot of uh, like a lot of words and a lot of phrases and voices go in my head at one time. Mm-hmm. And I've always been able to just push past it and keep going because I had to my whole entire life. Yeah. I I, I had to. Yeah. So, but sometimes that shit catches up and it affects your body. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, nah, so, so I'm Mm. glad you, you were able, it's because it doesn't affect my career. That's the worst part. I could go on stage and I can kill it and nobody knows what I'm going through. Yeah. I could show up and do good and nobody knows what I'm going through. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary feeling, but then it's like. At the I, same time, a superpower. Yeah. Because you're going to keep the ball rolling. But then it's like, that's how people get to the peak of their career. And then they're depressed or then they, mm. yeah. And then luckily, I'm self-aware to where I know that's what it is. And I'm mm-hmm. doing everything in my power to not get to that point. So what are you doing that's in your power? Uh, psh, Meditating. Okay. Meditating. Alcohol. People be like, oh, you, you, you drink alcohol to cope. Alcohol is not my coping mechanism for real. It's okay, not. you meditate. What else? I, psh, I just be out here trying to be feel good. Okay. That's all I try to do for real, for real. <laughs> we don't have time to unpack all of that. But we don't, but... <laughs> to be honest. It doesn't become the therapy box. This ain't the talk box. This is a therapy box. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you do this every single time we hang out. It's like I be talking about stuff and then uh, Shanti be like, all right, let's unpack this. (laughs) Because he said he says stuff as my friend, he says stuff that is like red flags to me. And I'm like, that is not okay. That's not okay to say that. That is not okay. That is a reflection of something that you feel in there. I just try to, hey, I'm just trying to encourage healthy behaviors, but Mm -hmm. you know, it is it is what it is. I'm proud of you nonetheless. You have grown, you. skyrocketed. Yeah. I'm like, career is doing great. Mm-hmm. But we are at the end of our interview. We, I feel like, I guess we touched on enough. I feel yeah. like we kind of... We we went we went off. We went we did we some went, more We stuff. went to the we deep went, end. It's okay yeah. though. It's yeah. okay. It's, you sh- people should be normalized doing this. Especially men. You should be normalized expressing true. your feelings and talking about them and being open about them. True. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. That's true. Oh. That's true. Thank you so much. Can you give them your socials before we wrap up? Yes. Alright, cool. You can follow me on all socials at JiggyMOfficial. J-I-G-G-Y-M Official. You see me all over there. Uh, you're going to see me on a couple of things coming up. You can find me on IMDB, Jalen Randolph. Yeah. And uh, yeah, YouTube, Instagram, uh, and TikTok, all those. Oh, nice. and Snapchat too. Tap in with me on Snapchat. Snapchat is the yeah. thing. Hey, I'm on Snapchat yeah. too. Uh-huh. Okay. I got a Snapchat, Snapchat deal. Y'all. I got a Snapchat deal now. So now I got to make Snapchat. I love that. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. But we'll have to talk about it on the next episode. Thank y'all so much for watching. Please do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Talk Box Podcast with two T's. Follow us on Instagram at The Talk Box Podcast underscore. Follow myself on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Shun ring feel on everything and do not forget to like comment subscribe i love y'all and we will see y'all i will see y'all on my next episode bye i love y'all too tell your mama i said what's good goodbye